Welcome ladies and gents to Mustard MMA, it's officially 2022, I hope you had a great new year and festive season, we're going get, to get stuck into the, the upcoming year, big year ahead, you would have thought for the UFC, the larger MMA world as well, it's been a while hasn't it, it's been a while so I'm, I'm sure we're all, we're all buzzing to, to have it back on our TVs and hopefully in a couple of months time back in, back in stadiums near you. My name's Joe, I'm joined by Matthew as always, Matt, it's been a little while, I hope you're well. Well mate, happy new year. Happy New Year. How are we? Yeah, all good You're over this time. settling into the, the New Year well? It is. It is. It's almost Christmas, isn't it? As I said. It is. <laughs> well, we're certainly closer than we were a couple of weeks ago. Are you in dry January or anything like that? On the on the lean chicken breasts? Um, are you on a healthy diet? No. What are you saying? I'm not, but coincidentally, I might not have really had that much to, to drink so far. But yeah, no no resolutions for me. I'm not, I'm not really well, one for them. By luck rather than design, yeah, eh? exactly. one of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm skin, and that's the main reason I'm not doing it. But you do feel good, you know, not f- waking up with crippling anxiety and <laughs> uh, just <laughs> pounding, <laughs> just thundering everywhere. Yeah. But so yeah, I, I, I've been getting down to gym, Joseph, trying to hit that protein limit every day, stuff like that. I mean, it won't last long. It's hard work weighing all your chicken. You know how it is. Um, but I went down to the gym serious. recently, and it's not as rammed as I thought it would be. So I think maybe everyone's sort of just going off the whole new year, new me thing. Maybe that's an old school ethos. I don't know. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah it's, I've kind of found it similar. I think, I don't know, potentially with the lockdown, did people get a few bits stored up indoors and they're, they're, they're happy with that? At least a chunk of people are happy doing it at home now, maybe. Well, you can get off your nut on, on 20 quid of beer, can't you, rather than going out and doing 100 quid. So <laughs> yeah. everyone's, the penny's dropped for everyone there. But as it is, Joseph, what we, well, I think what we're all clamouring for, we've been, yeah, we can give up the beers and the bad food, but we've been giving up the UFC, haven't we? And we've got one coming this week, and we've got plenty of fights this year to get stuck into. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. I mean, there's been a lot of movement in the MMA world, what with fight announcements. Should we get cracking into those? There's plenty of juicy ones to talk about well you've highlighted an event coming up later on in the year the usc 271 the pay-per-view a few fights announced for that main event looking like it's going to be izzy whitaker 2 which is a good one isn't it it's uh i don't know something about rob whitaker he doesn't quite i feel like he doesn't quite inspire that star value he's a bit more of just a down-to-earth bloke isn't he but it's it's certainly a very good fight and um the main thing you're hoping for is just you know, a little bit more competitive than last time, probably. Yeah, he, he, he said, and he, that he just weren't in the right frame of mind. What with it being as the champion in Australia or New Zealand, wherever it was, can't remember, but a pack-out crowd, whatever it was, is he riding a high streak at the time? He, he seemed unbeatable. I think Whitaker just, in his comeback fights, what is it, three of them, he's just looked almost flawless. Obviously, he's not really sort of got his opponents out of there, but I think he, I think he's going to do it, Joseph. I do. I think it, we're seeing a completely sort of flip reverse of what we saw in the first one. Izzy's obviously had a loss since then. Yes, he's looked dominant at middleweight, but uh, so has Whitaker since he's lost. So I, I don't know. I think Whitaker's coming in with a bit more confidence this time, less pressure, which is probably the key, and just the weight of the world off his shoulders. And I think that we will see probably. A bit of an all-time classic, and I'm hoping that Whitaker can get it done, and I think he will. Uh, I think he'll eke out some kind of all-time classic decision, Joseph. I don't know what you think. Maybe that's not what the UFC wants. You alluded to it there, that he's not star value, really. He's your everyday man. Izzy's the star there, but can the everyman day, everyday man get it done? <laughs> the everyman day. Every Monday. <laughs> yeah, potentially. As, it has, hasn't it? It has potentially got the makings of a five-rounder and, and, and a really good one. Uh, yeah, I guess the int- it is interesting, you know, is, is, is a different venue, kind of a neutral venue, if you like. Is it is that going to make a difference, you know? Because um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, the story is there from that first fight, really, for Whitaker to say, you know, got a bit overwhelmed in my own country, big rivalry, all that, all that kind of thing. So... You know, that has been taken away from it now, hasn't it? Which is probably fair. And uh, by all means, it, it probably does have an effect on some people at some time. So, yeah, I think interesting to see whether that makes any difference at all. 
Yeah, we've seen uh, someone else who's actually been named on this card. Derek Lewis, talk about that. He's saying he thinks if he was fighting Cyril Garn anywhere else but Texas, there'd be a different outcome. Mm. When he lost to him earlier in the year, he got completely dominated, didn't he? He was just completely overwhelmed all week. People texting him for tickets. The yeah, hometown yeah. advantage, it was just insane pressure. Probably what Whitaker felt going into that, that first Izzy fight. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to play a huge part. Much like the fights behind closed doors for Whitaker, he just seemed to have sort of just free reign, mm. nothing to worry about, just be getting in the zone, and perhaps you'll see that against Izzy. But talking about Lewis, Joe, he's fighting tied to Avassa, a massive fight for him. Yeah. Derek Lewis, same card. Yeah, it's one of those ones for Tai to Avassa, and it? it's, um, like you say, we've spoken about it in, in recent times. He's come back now, hasn't he, on, on a winning trail, looked very impressive, and now you, now you do get your Derek Lewis's of this world. And uh, obviously Chris Daukas had his go. Similar to Taito Avassa, really, wasn't it? Put a few wins together, uh, and obviously Derek Lewis came out came out on the the other end of that one. So it, it's uh, it's fun, it's fun, it's definitely a fun fight. But it really is kind of uh, off to the races now. Four to Avassa, for the second time, potentially you could say. So probably a little bit make or break, which is always tough against Derek Lewis. Although I do think this fight is in Texas. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after all that that you're saying, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be tricky, isn't it? I mean, obviously, there's not as much at stake in this one. He's not headlining. So there's no gold on the line. It may play in his favour. I don't know. It's a tricky one, but I think it might be a little bit of a different atmosphere for him this time round. Yeah. Um, maybe it just got to him a little bit too much. For Tuivasa, though, I think he's jumping a fair few here, isn't he, to, to get to Lewis? Is this just what the people want? The people's main event, just a banger. I mean, who did he beat last time? Who was it now? Greg Hardy, or has he beaten someone else since? Sakai, wasn't it? Yeah, So he beat Sakai. Yeah, he's really jumping a few there, but this is what you say, Joe. You said it multiple times, didn't you? You you win a couple at heavyweight, and you've got a half-decent name. You're going to be fighting with Derek Lewis's. So, yeah, make or break for two of Asa in the short term, definitely. Will win, though. Fucking throws him right in there. Have a couple of shoeys there. That's yeah, just class, that fight. I, I'd have to lean towards Derek, though, I've got to say. I see You see two of us sort of go up in class. I mean, he got nearly banged out by Greg Hardy, didn't he? And he come back from that to win. Yeah, so I, you've got to think Lewis has got the power to stop him. I think in terms of like matchups and that, it's probably not the best fight for two of us, really. You know, he's, he's not going to challenge uh, sort of... Um, it's not going to challenge Derek Lewis with grappling, wrestling, things like that. So you end up in kind of a, a, a boxing match almost, really. And that's uh, quite dangerous, isn't it, really, with old Derek? Yeah, pretty pretty scary. Yeah, so... I wouldn't fancy it. But, you know, that's, you want to be a heavyweight USC fighter? I do, yes. That's what you've what you, you got to do. You've got to fight Derek Lewis, I'm afraid. <laughs> Long, long for that, but not long for Bobby Green, Joseph. Potential at 35, pushing 36, surely soon. Uh, he's on that card as well against Nazareth Hakparas. So obviously had a bit of a bump in the road he did against Dan Hooker last time out. Bobby Green, on the other hand, looked sensational. Probably the best he's ever looked. Anderson Silver-esque, some would say, with that striking. Yeah. Another win for Bobby. Duran. The big man. Potential at 35. UFC title at 37. Maybe. You never know. I think he's got a good crack, you know, this year. Um, I, he's just rejuvenated, isn't he? And he just looks like he's on the warpath a little bit. And what with the turnover at lightweight, the amount of people sort of getting older and the new breed coming through, um, and some of the veterans who are finally getting their shot there, see Oliveira, Chandler, etc. Bobby Green can be part of that list. Um, it's a bit of a long shot. But as good as he looked against Ally Quinter, no one really done that to Ally Quinter before. Mm. So I think we'll have a lot of questions answered against Hack Parast, who's a bit of an animal himself. But um, that's a cracking fight, Joseph. It is, yeah. It is a long shot for Bobby Green. But, you know, if like I was to say now, I've, I've been to the future, and Bobby Green in the Hack Parast fight went out there and in about three minutes just beat him up and knocked him out, you wouldn't be surprised at this moment in time, would you? So... You know, a great fight. That's looking, looking to be a great card all round, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah, lovely drop. Yeah, lovely drop, that one. I'm it sure is. there'll be some extras chucked on there. Another one, Joseph. We're going to go a bit further forward here. 
this hasn't been made officially yet, but it's a, a couple of legends down there at Wellway who like a chat. They like to get a bit, you know, give it all that. <laughs> uh, that's Chimaev and Burnsy. Yeah. I mean, this is a massive fight, isn't it, for both men? Two seven three. Yeah, I mean, Burnsy, Burnsy wants it, doesn't he? I think Magny's the only other bloke that wants it. So Magny, Magny ain't getting in fire status, <laughs> is, is he? It's just poor Neil. It's, it's not going to happen. He's just one of those that's it's like the kind of the Chiesa style. Just it's like he's brilliant what he does, but it's just not. Yeah, not it's, like, it's like they've gone right. Burnsy and Magny, you two are the only one that want it. So while Chimaev's hot, Burnsy, you go, and then if it goes tits up, Magny. You get to be his comeback fire. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the I'm perfect player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, where do you see this going, Joe? We've got not not a lot to go on, really, with Chimaev, but it's really hard to back against him, isn't it? I mean, I've been sort of off the off the bandwagon mm. for a long time, saying, why is he fighting so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But I'm buying into it. I'm, I'm all in. It's all, I'm it's all those pictures of like AK-47s and that that popping up with Chimaev, isn't it? I know it's just he's he's just got something extra that seems to be did you, something. Did you see actually? Um, there was a clip from there was a US uh, an MMA event in Sweden the other day. Did you see that? Chim, Chimaev, uh, one of Chimaev's boys was fighting, and I think he lost. And Chimaev was like front row, and he kicked, <laughs> kicked off a little bit, and he tr- <laughs> he tried going up the steps into the octagon, just like just utter like nonchalance, just stepping over the barriers. Walking up there, and there was like three security bods in like high fizz, I think, for some reason. But they were they were holding him back or like telling him to keep moving. But that's an unfortunate position to be in as a high fizz sort of security man. God. Probably just a ticket collector <laughs> yeah. or a steward. Got Chimiev steaming down at you. Yeah, he's not someone to mess with, I don't think. Burns, he's got a lot of balls here because he's. Yes. Uh, I say he's got a lot to lose, but I don't know if he has because he's not really in a position anytime soon to be fighting for the title and this is sort of rubber stamps you and if you've got someone like Chimio who everyone knows who's not even an MMA fan and he beats him and if he beats him easily well there is exactly he's a star in himself yeah and there is the potential that Chimaev ain't that good at the moment maybe you know there is potential there that is a little bit of hype and he's fought no one at Burns's level certainly so in a way you're right yeah it's a great fight for Burns He's not going to take him down and submit him, is he? Like, Leachy. No, I reckon he, potentially he could outmuscle him a little bit in that department, but you'd think Burns has got a lot more tricks up his sleeve in that regard. Oh, it's a good one. I like it. I do like mm. it. It's well, a great who, one. Who are you leaning to then? Go on. I am leaning towards Chimaev. Yeah. Yeah, same. I think he's a little bit bigger, isn't he? A little bit bigger. He's he's knocked people out fairly impressively. Obviously, got got some some heavyweight grappling skills on him as well. And I don't know. I've I've never been too enamoured with Burnsy as as such. He's, he certainly has looked good before. But yeah, probably lean towards Chimaev, even though we have got no idea really, have we? Well, that's the beauty. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. The the sort of enigmatic nature of his personality that's what's that's what's selling him at the minute so that's going to be a cracking one joseph any others there knocking around that we've sort of see to be announced or look like they're going to get made that you fancy well you have you have got what's being touted as the the battle of the the raphaels although slightly disappointingly one is pronounced Raphael, i think and one is pronounced Raphael. so it doesn't quite work as a pun which is which is annoying <laughs> but that is uh fizzy fizzyev uh against rda so good fight actually good fight at lightweight, fizzy five in a row. Probably, probably, well, definitely his biggest test to date, I would say, on paper at least, in in RDA, and uh, RDA coming off beating Paul Felder at the end of uh, 2020. Would you believe it? November 2020. So, God, is it? yeah, it's been a while. So you know, potentially you've got uh, you've got young young Raphael uh, on a roll, active smashing bods up against uh, an aging Raphael. Uh, who's the who's the opposite? Yeah, I mean, I won't get too bogged down in the pronunciation. I don't think that's ever stopped us before. <laughs> the, Ra- the Rafa Derby. I fancy Fizzy here all day long. Yeah. I said, I said that he's he's got the best striking at lightweight. I got totally mugged off on Instagram by a few people. Did you? And uh, about a few months back, this was. 
they're like, oh, no, no, and all that, giving it large. But um, hopefully, I'm proved right here, and he uh, starts his young RDA. I do like RDA, but um, I think this is a bit of a classic sort of youngster versus a vet, isn't it? Even though I don't think he's that young, but you know what I mean, like an up-and-comer in the yeah. sport. Um, and it just ties into the whole thing. We're talking about Bobby Green. There's a big turnover of, of fighters here. RDA, the old guard, Fizzy, the new. Um, so I love these fights. It really tr- shows where, whether they've got the metal to, to compete at that top 10. So I fancy it. I think that might even be a main event, Joseph. So we might see some I mean, many it, minutes of action. There. It is a fantastic fight. It is uh, the type of fight dreams are made of, isn't it, really, for everything you just mentioned there. Yeah, absolutely amazing fight. Glad to see Fizzy and, and the like get these sort of main events as well. So, um, and yeah, potentially, really sorry, potentially RDA not really got the rubber to green as far as his USC path has, has, has kind of worked out over the last few years. Big win here against Fizayev. Legitimate title uh, intentions there, really, isn't it? Yeah, the winner certainly goes in to throw his name in the hat for a contender of a contender fight, mm. without a doubt. Uh, RDA with his uh, historic CV of being a former champion, which easy to forget, really. Mm. It was seemed, it was so long ago now and was a bit of a brief stint. Uh, hopefully he can get another crack at it. It would be very Oliveira-esque. Touch it of Oliveira is about it. Exactly. If he can get it done again, you know, a lovely comeback story there. But Brown and Barbarina, Joe, I think that's in the works as well. We had that made, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. I think it fell through last knockings, and that's back again. That's a lovely little barn burner, as they say. I think they both picked up wins, Dean. Brian Barbarina won his rescheduled fight, and I'm pretty sure... We got very, very confused. Yeah, we did. <laughs> when all this went down. I think, yeah, something happened. Barbarina beat someone... Mm, and pretty... that round pulled out of one. It was all on the same card, and we were a bit confused, equally as we are now, I think. But <laughs> yeah. in any event, they're fighting Matt Brown, Brian Barberena. Brian Barberena is one of the most underrated, I think, out there. He's always in a, a war. I think it was against Vincente Luque, his fight with him. He, he just withstood so much damage. It's unbelievable, and uh, had Luque in trouble as well. Um, you ain't seen that fight. Go back and watch that. It's a bit of a... Great fight, yeah. Watch it through your hands sort of thing. That was, uh, it's like, how is this geezer still standing? But that just shows you. And then you've got Matt Brown, who nothing more needs to be said about him. He's just an animal. Very scary young man. Uh, battle of the old lads as well. So it's got a bit of everything there. And we did have a title fight made at Featherweight, I noticed, during the week. Very swiftly uh, got got cancelled. Volkanovski against Holloway. Holloway pulled out a re- re- recurring injury, I think. Something like, along those lines. And I do believe at the moment Korean Zombie is in line for a title shot against Volkanovski in a few in a few months' time. You've also had uh, Yair threw his name in and basically just was quite rude, I think, to Volkanovski on, on like Twitter or something. And obviously uh, Triple C wants to make it quadruple C, uh, which would be probably my preference to be honest. But I guess there's plenty to to get into here. Korean Zombie deserved of 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 the the chance. Uh, Max dropping out, is that ultimately a good thing, potentially, as a, as a viewer? Yair, what do you reckon, or Triple C? Well, when it got made, I, I was like, okay, sweet, that's a great fight. Obviously, we, we knew it was sort of going to happen. But my disappointment levels weren't that high when it got cancelled. Mm. I don't know if that's because it happened pretty much instantly and there was no build-up or anything like that, but I weren't overly disappointed that it was postponed or he had to pull out so i don't know what that tells you joe I don't know if it means i've seen it all before and i'm not overly keen on seeing it yeah maybe. next um I, I was down for cejudo man i've yeah, got to say that's the one isn't it really I, yeah I, I, whether he has a chance or not i don't know but i think this break has done his name good because i think he had been quite funny on social media and i think he's been pretty clever he's, he's playing up to the character well and I think I think he would do well money-wise when he comes back as well. So mm, I think that was the fight to make. I really do. I think you look at it stature-wise, like physically, him and Volkanovski is probably the best matchup he could have there. You don't want to see Max Holloway versus Cejudo, a bit yeah. of arm's length sort of job going on there. <laughs> yeah. And with every other lanky person there at Featherweight. So Volks is probably the best matchup for him. 
don't think he'd get it done, but that that would be my preference. Zombie, I completely forgot. I, I haven't checked his record earlier that he beat Dan Ige last mm. time out. Completely lost that from my memory. Um, but that looks like that's the one that's going to get made. I'm not against it because Zombie, we're all big fans of, aren't we? But when you see that Brian Ortega fight and then what Volksy did to Brian Ortega, obviously it never works, that sort of yeah. maths. But you... <laughs> You don't think he's in too much danger, Volksy, do you? No, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, you know, is Zombie going to knock him out? I don't think so. And that's probably his only real path to victory, you, you would say. Bit harsh, I suppose, to just write him off completely. Um, but yeah, it, like you say, it's not, um, it's not eye-catching, is it, really, as a title fight? Potentially, it's one of those... Maybe just keep the division moving. It's another defence for Volkanovski, isn't it? From his side, he's probably looking at it and thinking maybe Max would have been a lot a, a lot harder way to earn my, earn my money. And this one is just another free fight almost. Maybe it, it works out. You, you sort of get one of those fights off your title contract, your, your, your fight contract, puts you even closer to a bigger payday, one of those mm. sort of jobs. So, yeah, it might, might be a, a great situation for Volkanovski, providing he wins, obviously. Yeah, I think I think he's want to want to sort of rack up and clear out the division, isn't he? But you got to think he'd be pushing that Cejudo one. He's easier fight, in my opinion, as well. I guess with, with the Cejudo one, are you thinking you want to you want to do that properly and make sure you make the most out of it for everyone involved? So you don't want to bring that in on a, on an injury replacement basis. Although well, we have it? seen plenty of fights, like great fights down the years, big fights that were injury replacements haven't we but Diaz McGregor won yes yeah. last yeah. knockings obviously a bit of a different kettle of fish but I'll get your point completely yeah um yeah might be something to do with it I mean I don't even know if Cejudo's in that what's the name Paul I was about to say the gene Paul what's, what's the word the uh, testing testing Paul yeah so I don't even know if he's hmm. in there but yeah zombie you, you can't argue with that I mean it, it's, it's no Max and Volksy but it's a different matchup in it so it's, it's going to be a great fight. i tell you who would have been a good shout, potentially, for a title shot if Max had injured himself next week, perhaps. Because Jigo Chikadze is up against the dark horse of the division, Calvin Qatar, in this very division, as it happens, this weekend. And uh, if you do look at Chikadze's record, it is, it is rather impressive. I think he's lost once, hasn't he? Uh, potentially twice early on. Been unbeaten for a long time now. And... You know, arguably, if Chikadze goes out there and uh, does a bit of business on the Dark Horse this weekend, arguments that he would be a better choice over Zombie? Yeah, I, I think so. You've got, like, a recent memory for the fans, if if you see it, and uh, mm. a month later, you could, you could play on that. He'll fight anytime, anywhere sort of thing. He's definitely got more highlight reels in recent years than the zombie yeah zombie won by decision last time um if he can get it done over the dark horse that that would be perfect i think if he comes out unscathed is the it's the main thing i suppose but it's not official is it zombie so maybe there is something in there holding this back slightly mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i think he'll beat qatar as well i think he's he's a different type of striker it'd be difficult i think he'll get it done though he's looked unstoppable his kicks are pretty pretty nasty, Joseph. They are, they um, are, yeah. And I think he's on a bit of a getting ahead of steam, isn't he? And I think if he could get it done this weekend, what looks to be in America like a free card on free television or whatever, um, that could be a great time to do a call out. I mean, I don't know what his English is like, but mm. get get on the mic after if the if the shot is still open, get on there and uh, talk your way into it. I mean, zombies not they don't look like it's nailed on. So I think I'm with you on this one, Joe. I think they should have held their horses on it a little bit. They're dark horses. They're on the dark horses, <laughs> hold it a bit. Uh, but Giga, yeah, he's another one. I think we picked him out about a year ago, didn't we? Like you remember that card we watched? It was like eight fights and it was just mustard, mm. but complete unknowns. I think he might have been on there. Um, and I think we've been watching him ever since, and he's just been blitzing through everyone. Who did he beat last? Was it Barboza? Barboza was the last one, I think, yeah. And he yeah. outkicked him. Did he knock him out? I, I think it was a decision. 
Oh, off the top of my head. Even so, to get a win over Barboza, it just throws you in there. But Qatar, no no smudge. He's no smudge. So we'll see. This is really uh, r- the real litmus test for him. We'll see what makes the dark horse. So if Giga can do the same, then he- he's right in the mixer. And uh, he finished Barboza round three, min- minute left, minute Ooh. or so left. There you go. So he's a finisher. Yeah. Yeah, interesting one for Calvin Qatar. Like you say, got that got got that name tag attached to him a few years ago now. To to be fair, and uh, had a little bit of a rough time. Potentially, he he could, couldn't he? He's got the potential there, but yeah, Chikazi just looks uh, just looks a bit frightening, really, doesn't he, at the moment? So I, I would I would fancy him to win. Definitely, definitely. Um, so obviously, it's our first fights for ages, isn't it? But that card looked pretty top heavy to me. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I had a butchers earlier, but is there anything else on there, Joe, that you could dig out that we not, should all have a look at? Not a huge amount. You've got Michelle Pereira on there, which is always fun. Oh, is he? Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're, we're waiting for him to um, take it, not take it seriously, but just calm himself down a bit and concentrate on getting <laughs> getting wins. And, he, you know, he has been doing that a bit more in recent times, so could be an interesting one. Yeah, he's... He's a bit of a nutter, isn't he? So he's always interesting <laughs> he to watch. Um, who's he fighting? I'm trying to find it now. Brandon Royval, he's on there. He's on there. Always exciting, always exciting. Jennifer Meyer, Kaylin Chagagian. I swear they fight all the time. It just feels like they fight. Number two, number three, they fight all the time in that yeah. division. I don't know if it's just me, that. But, listen, we can't complain. We've been away from the, the fights for ages. I'm sure it will deliver. Oh, it'd be good, uh, actually, yeah. Look that, to that's it. a cracking main event, yeah. Mm. All right, then. Taking it a little bit off piste, shall we? Uh, there's been a... Well, you know, we don't really get into finances and all that all that stuff usually, <laughs> do we? we? We kind of keep that to our to our business manager to, to handle, but... Obviously, in, in the US of A, they pay for their pay-per-view events over there. We, we, get, we get them for free, kind of, if you've got BT Sport. Uh, and they have to pay for each one on top of what would what would be their BT Sports subscription. It has been increased for the upcoming year. And I think what is it like sixty quid or seventy quid or dollars? Dollar wise, it's seventy to seventy five. Yeah, so I mean, but it, it's like it's like the the boxing pay per views we had over over here, isn't it? I think since they've gone from twenty to twenty five, I haven't paid for a twenty five pound one since then. I don't think. Just you know, five quid extra when you're you're watching it anyway. You know, it's not that big of a deal, but in almost the principle of it, I've avoided it. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's not about the 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 value in it. Although, to be fair, that's a lot of money to have to fork out for a pay-per-view like every month, really, isn't it? Yeah, we were always vexed that we got to pay 20 like once or twice a year, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. But they, they, they're really getting shafted over there. But I think it's always been the case. It's mm. always been the case over there. It's always been about $50, $60. But... It, this happens in every walk of life, doesn't it, Joe? It's, things increase. What with inflation and the pandemic. Well, yeah. My, my, the, my pints at Spurs have gone up without anyone saying the fifty p. You know what I mean? Is that just not the way it goes? Well, yeah. I mean, it can't go on like that forever, though, can it? Like, fucking, how much money do you think I got? <laughs> just being contrary, Joe. Just trying to get the other side of the, yeah. the coin. You know, no, it is, but it's you, you a loss see it of money. Both sides, but like when when it's so extortionate anyway, and they make it difficult, it sounds really difficult to sort of stream it and stuff like that. It don't seem like an easy task mm. for your everyday man to sort of uh, get fired up before the pay per view. So to add another six dollars on it or whatever it is, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. I think it's more that that it's such a small amount that it's almost insulting. Would you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean personally I think they're probably like scraping the barrel in terms of people they can find to pay for it like I reckon sort of streamers mean they're getting done by the streamers well just and people who would are willing to pay that money yeah maybe you just don't watch it at all I reckon they're probably they've had a pool of people traditionally who bought pay-per-views and with your streaming and things like that and price increases, they're just kind of running out of money, running out of people. And then as they're running out of people, they're kind of having to increase their price to get, you know, it's it, it's a strange model, isn't it? Like I say, if, if I had to pay for every one, even if it was 
a tenner, that's probably 120 quid extra each year on top of, you know, I don't think, I don't think I'd do it. It's certainly I wouldn't do it if it was 50 quid. I, I wouldn't be paying for hardly any of them. So as, as a, as a model, as, as the insiders say, you know, I don't, I don't know how much longevity it has got. You know, pay-per-view's old school, man. It is so old school. Isn't Far it? too old school. You got like the zone aren't pay-per-view. I don't think that's just pure streaming and they just mm. get subscribers on whatever a month. But it's weird because they've got fight parts, but they don't really sort of utilise it down that road, which I think they probably should do. But what do I? I don't really know what's going on. But you've got to think from the consumer, which would be me and you, yeah, Joseph. You, you think it would be, you'd get more subscribers. I mean, look at Netflix. They they whack it up a pound every now and again and stuff. But like they've got so many subscribers, they can get so many fans from that. To, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how it works to be honest. But it does seem like it's just a. A bit old school, a bit of a kick in the teeth, and what we—it's a bit tone deaf. I think is probably the main issue. What with fighter pay knocking around and stuff, and the controversy surrounding that, they're not doing themselves any favors, really. I mean, I'm sure they've increased the prices of these pay-per-views before without much uproar, but because of the the fighter pay thing that's going on and the sort of patting themselves on the back with all the profits they're making, it doesn't really sit well with fans and fighters alike, I suppose. Yeah, so like you say, the fighter pay stuff has arisen uh, in recent times. Do you have thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, isn't it? Like, from our point of view, it's like, I don't know what they get paid mm. for starters. But it seems to be like, the. I think everyone keeps comparing it to like the box, the top boxers to the top MMA athletes. It's just so vast. Those on the undercard, you can kind of accept because it's the same across the board. But those at the top, once you become a title holder or a title challenger, you should almost be made for life. But you don't really mm. get that in the UFC. Um, I've got a couple here, Joe, like salary differentiations. So we're looking at latest Paul and Woodley one, right? Tommy Fury on there, $15,000. And you've got Jake Paul at the top getting $2 million with Tyron Woodley, $2 million. Yes, they're getting good money at the top, but what's what's the difference between the UFC and what the undercard of the boxers are getting there? Yeah. Not a great deal. So it sort of almost rests with all the, the, the top earners and how they're paying their top fighters. Take McGregor and all that out of the mix. I don't think many of the top earners and the top champions are, are actually earning that much. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think they earn a decent, decent whack, isn't it? I guess all of this can be prefaced by like, how much do you, how much money do you want to earn? Like, what would you consider to be uh, a, a good wage? I guess when you look at some of the newer fighters, I think they're on like ten, fifteen grand sort of show win, I'd mm. pro- or maybe not even show win. I don't know, but I'd probably say. Potentially, if you're, if you're, I don't know, maybe you get a three, four, five fight contract fighting for that money on TV in your pants in the most like elite organization in the world. Maybe, maybe that might not be quite enough, and potentially there's um, a little bit of a contrast there in the way that the UFC and Dana present themselves. Sometimes it's like they are the most elite, most professional. We get shit done, blah blah blah, organization in the world sold it for four billion, etc. And then when it comes to pay, it's like, you know, it's uh, potentially not that great. The, the 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 mutterings you hear coming out, it's like, oh, it's not a career, it's an opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Maybe there's a little bit of a contradiction there in, in what they're trying to present themselves as. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say, isn't it? You, you don't know what they actually take home, what they're not being allowed to, like, like the sponsorship thing. I certainly think that is a, a second income sort of thing. Yeah, I certainly think that is a bit of a sticking point if you're, because uh, they kind of do pay a salary, don't they? They they say that it's not a, a, a career, we don't pay a salary. They kind of do. And then they're also saying you can't make money through this other avenue, I guess, which is, well, I get you know you can get outside of the octagon sponsorships, I guess, can't you? But that's the thing, isn't it? It's like because I've got here the two six nine Oliveira Poirier, right? 
guaranteed purse for Oliveira. He's got 750,000, which ain't that bad. It's not too Considering shabby, Considering he's, he's not a, a massive star, is he? He's going in as a champion. Win bonus, randomly, now 100 grand. 42 grand sponsorship, which isn't a lot. But as you say, you can have sponsorship on the outside. So get that going on the on the side there. But 1.5 million pay-per-view points. So he's earning a lot more than I had anticipated, Charles Oliveira. Mm. Poirier earning about a million there as well. So then maybe not as different. Obviously, it's not Canelo and and all that sort of money, but that's a different kettle of fish. That's like Mayweather, you, you, apples and oranges, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. When you look when you look at the champions ten years ago in the UFC, I reckon they're not earning what these two lads are earning here, apart from your big, big, big stars. And surely it's just a matter of time. We're talking about a sport that's been around for years and years in boxing. They've garnered so much sort of support and fans worldwide. They're going to pay more and they're going to have the money to sort of pay the fighters more. I don't know. I'm just looking at it from a sort of uh, layman term here because I've got no idea about fighter yeah, finances it's... and purses and stuff, but you've got to look at it in a sport so young that it's, it's still growing. Is the money that bad? I don't know. But no, what, yeah, what do you think? it's interesting. Isn't it? That is it. You look at it and let's say you're a middle of the road, kind of number 10 ranked fighter. You could probably earn 200 grand a year. Maybe you have four fights and you lose two of them and you're on like 50, 50, 50 sort of uh, mm. uh, thing. And you look at that and you think that's okay, that's okay isn't it? Yeah, you've got to pay coaches and that. And like someone like me, I ain't got to pay a coach. But I ain't earning 200 grand, 200 grand a year either. So it is. you can sit there and say, that's fair enough. Charles Oliveira nicking, what's that, three mil total. He's taking home for a, for 10 minutes work of an evening. You know, so it, it's fair enough, isn't it? But... I think like all of these things, and you know, potentially like you say, because it is a little bit younger, they've still got that kind of uh, debuff on them at the moment that they can use. As companies grow, and as those the company's assets generate more income, and those assets happen to be human beings in this kind of manner, your product is, in this case, putting people out there and having them fight to death almost on TV. So... I think you get to the stage where it can't just be 98% of the money going to the organisation as such and then 2%, for example, going to the actual fighters themselves. And you're probably going to have to look into other sort of models whereby sort of ownership type stuff comes into play and, you know, they're getting, they are they they almost have a share in the profits. I think that's probably probably fair because what we've seen with Bellator getting more popular other leagues getting more popular uh almost like sideshow boxing celebrity boxing events coming coming about there there are there is a bit more competition for the UFC now maybe for for a while they've been able to say well this is what we're going to pay you if you don't like it you can go somewhere else and you'll probably get paid less sort of in the long run so it's either this or it's either this or something less than this and maybe that yeah. ain't, ain't going to stick around for too long. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because the UFC is public, and it? it's mm. when you say there, they could give them some kind of share in the thing. I think companies like that, they 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 may be packages there they're looking to do where they get shares in the company. Like as that happens in these big companies, the employees and the yeah. the mainstays do get given shares, which over time it's basically a quality retirement plan. so maybe that is something they're looking at like i say i'm not a financier i don't know but that could be something they're looking to do that's going on behind the scenes but you de- they definitely need to sort of as you say there if it's 98 and 2 switch up that ratio a little bit and pump more into the fires they are the assets at the end of the day um but pulled up one here from that uh, is a couple of months ago nathaniel wood england's own nathaniel wood he put something out he was saying Unpopular opinion. I won't do this verbatim, but it's basically something you put out on Instagram. Fighter pay isn't that bad. Asking for millions of dollars and wanting to be paid like Jake Paul or McGregor is madness. Uh, don't get me wrong, the startup is tough, but I'm getting paid way more than what I would be getting paid back on a building site to do what I love. Yeah. Um, 
goes on to say increase emergency services and the real heroes pay first is my opinion i would love to get paid millions to fight but you'll never see me publicly moan my plan is to use the money i make through competing to make millions so basically saying you get a good start up there be intelligent with your cash is what he's saying yeah yeah no it is, it is a fair point and potentially if you are intelligent with it you should do fine shouldn't you you, you should you should be okay uh, and like you say, it's probably more enjoyable than me sitting at a computer all day. I, I would have thought you probably get to go to more places, see more things, experience more things, meet more people, all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, to counter that, potentially, it's a very short career, so maybe the multiplier you get that uh, gets applied should be even greater. You, you could go on forever, really, couldn't you? Yeah, but interesting topic. Obviously, loads of people come out talking about it mm. and they uh mark hunt is embroiled in some oh, yeah, exactly. lawsuit which has yeah. been going on for ages now well, I think, five I think, years i, I think he got ordered to pay damages the other day mark hunt so he's a bit upset at the moment fair lump as well isn't it like 300k uh, or something i think yeah yeah oh, <laughs> how sting wasn't it eh? yeah. how sting worse than his <laughs> leg kicks but yeah, he, he weren't happy. He's, he, and he made some very good points. He was talking about what we were saying before about you, you ch- you're fine for. He fought for a well tire when he's like, I've got absolutely nothing to show for it money wise. I should have been made man by then. And um, you, you see people in boxing fights getting made, but at the same time, they they are comparing them to superstars and that the yeah. main the main world title fights. How many like sort of light heavyweight boxing world champion title challenges? are made for life because they fought for the title. Is, is there many, you know, some of the more sort of lesser um, glory divisions? I think... See what I mean? Yeah, potentially with... I think they still do make a decent bit if it's generally like a pay-per-view. I think there's... Just because there's so much... Even though we slated the pay-per-view model, just because there's so many more boxing fans worldwide and, uh, you know, like a pay-per-view in... A boxing pay-per-view in America is generally a pay-per-view in the in the UK as well. It works a bit differently, doesn't it? So, uh, I think if you can get a, a world title fight in boxing on pay-per-view, you're probably guaranteed a, a fair little whack. Uh, but that's kind of an educated guess, I suppose. Yeah, obviously, they're all, they're all going over to, like, bare knuckle, triller, whatnot. Um I know you wanted to mention one of them, JDS, find Pulev in boxing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's in there. Is, 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 is he testing his skills or is he he's won some money as well? I mean, this is going to be a tough one, isn't it? Well, you would have, you would hope he's doing it for money, really, because if the money ain't there, then it's an absolute nightmare to go out and uh, <laughs> fight Kubrat Pulev in a boxing-style fight, I think. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Fair play to him. I, I see clips of him. He's actually wrestling as well. So he's just—he's <laughs> got his fingers in all sorts of pies, the geezer. But fair play to him. I wouldn't fancy you can pay me anything to fight Pulev. No, I ain't bun that. But uh, I, I mean, speaking of Ngannou, we didn't really speak about Francis at all there. But he's kind of who's uh, top of the tree for the fighter pay dispute at the moment, isn't he? But. He's got he's got a title fight coming up against Cyril Garn, obviously uniting the interim and the the main title. I think it might even be Francis's last last fight. I think that's why he's getting so leery at the moment as well, potentially. <laughs> so obviously Francis is looking at it. This I don't know. Just going off the back of that discussion we just had now with Francis uh, saying all these things, being the the scary heavyweight champion of the world, he goes out there and sparks Cyril Garn in the first round on his last fight of his deal, you know, is this this the beginning of something, the new normal? Well, he's, they'd have to pay him, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd have to pay him. How'd you sell that? How'd you sell Garn coming back and fighting Steve? (laughs) Two geezers got chin. (laughs) Are you departing man? I mean, it don't look good, does it? But perfect for, for the, for the man, you know? Yeah, Uh, exactly. He'll he'll sort of be the, the trailblazer. Might see similar stuff to what we saw with Ali, bringing the Ali Act and all that, the Ngannou Act. Yeah. The Big, these Frank. Properly. the Big Frank Act. The Big Frank Act, yeah. I love it. Um, it's a tough ask for him. It's a tough ask for him. It's a very risky move. I'm not sure if it's his last one or his second to last one or, or whatever it is. 
Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, ever since that first Stipe one, well, what was the one after? Lewis, don't count that, dear. No. Ever since his whole run past that, and in particular that second Stipe one, I, I just can't ever look past Ngannou anymore, I don't think. I just feel like he's... He's just, he just touches you and you're gone. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're evading for four and a half rounds, which Garn is perfectly made to do. That's what he's built for. And he's a bigger lump than, than Steve Hayes. But I don't know. I just can't look past him. I mean, Garn's just pure technique, and he, he don't really seem to get hit. He's good on the ground. He could take it to the ground and submit him if he wanted to. Have we seen Garn get chinned at all? I don't know. No one, has anyone ever got close? Mm. But Ngannou is just a scary individual. I think he's got the full package. And what with this backdrop of the pay thing? I'm all in on Ngannou here. <laughs> Heart over head, I think, though. No. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm almost not that impressed with Cyril Garn still. But obviously, I am. And he's done great things to get where he is in super quick fashion. And, uh, you know, potentially he's like that new breed of heavyweight with the, the technique and that. But, you know, I don't know. I'm still just not quite sure. And I think just to sort of re- go back to the point you just made there, the way Francis has looked recently, it's like there's... It's like he's got that reckless abandon that, that he always had. If you look at it, like his last knockout. Just pure, like, savagery. The Jezinho one, just absolute just disregard for the man in front of him. It's like, right, this fist is going through you, like, right now. But he's also carrying it, at, like, carrying his chap status a bit more now. Like, he believes it. He's confident. He's beaten Stipe. He's avenged that. And I'm just not convinced Cyril, young Cyril, is going to have enough of Big Frank. I'm just not convinced at the moment. Joe, if I weren't sold on it, I was sold on it now. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great job on you, on the uh, big Frank there. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And at the point you make there, he's he's got that reckless abandon. But when you look at the second Stipe fight, he had him hurt bad in the first round from memory. And then just sort of scaled it back, didn't panic, weren't worried, knew it was in the bag, and just sort of had that experience. He didn't blow his bit beans all over his bits. <laughs> yeah. he, took, he took his time, <laughs> waited until the next round and did the job again. I mean, I think we, we're seeing a mature Francis Ngannou, whereas Garn is still a bit green. Cyril Greenson. So I don't think he's really beaten anyone of elite, elite level either. DeSantos was past it. He was elite, big time, but not anymore. Lewis... Mm does freeze on the big stage multiple times. Love him to bits, but he does. Um, I can't think of anyone else who he's fought gone. So this is his first big, big test. Yes, he's got all the tools, but I'm surprised, but we're both going big Frank and pretty convincingly. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. The next pod we do will be the day or two days after this this fight. So uh, yeah, Might have we'll, to swerve that one yeah. if it goes a bit tits. We'll have to revisit that one you know, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Ah, but that kicks us off brilliantly for the year, doesn't it? The heavyweight title fight in January. Get us off with a bang. Um, But we've got so much to look forward to this year, Joseph. I think we've got, obviously, the easy rematch at middleweight with Whitaker. We've got potential Cejudo coming back. We've got lightweight, what's all going on with that? Welterweight, Leon Edwards, the Brits invasion, all that. So much stuff going on, Joe. Let's have a little chat. We'll finish the show on a bit of a chat about 2022. What do we want to see? What what do we think is going to happen? Um, any little predictions? So, well, I'll let you start. So, the first one, is, it was mentioned on the last one. John Jones is probably at the top of my list. I want to see him back in there. Just have a go at heavyweight against anyone. Anyone will do at this at this stage. And uh, just, get, just get the ball moving there. Yeah, he, he's on my list. Yep. Jones, come back. I've got there. He's got to come back, hasn't he? I mean, it's it's been too long. It's now or never. If he don't come back this year, he's never coming back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, he, he just gets in too much trouble, doesn't he, when, it, when he's away? I mean, what's yeah, what's going on anyway? Where is he? Then he, he was in trouble before. I don't know if anything's happening. I don't think he's weighing on some kind of... I think I think he's back on. Trial. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's back on. I think he's back on. But, uh, 
Yeah. One I, I picked out for you, actually. Oh, yeah. Will Conor McGregor be a champ again in 2022? Or, or, or kind of a fate, destiny, a.k.a. USC, try their best to, to, to make it happen and align those stars. No doubt they'll be giving it another go again this year. Is it going to happen? I know you'd love to uh, to see it. Well, I purposefully left his name off <laughs> this section because I know how much you don't really... You think it's you're like oh I don't want to talk about him again. So you you normally bemoan yeah yeah Conor yeah. chat. I mean I know I'm sort of the proponent of hating on Conor McGregor, <laughs> but I think you're more sort of despondent, aren't you? But since you brought him up, I think you're right. They'll do anything to crowbar him in, but with any sort of legitimacy, they can't put him in next for his next fight. No, he's... to any fight, you know, he's going to have to it's put got... a few together, isn't he? I think he has to put one together, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. But when, when's he back? When will he be back? It was the summer, wasn't it? He'd done his, mm. done his leg. Say a year. That's a fight again in the summer. He could have, could have a fight at the end of the year. I would not be one bit surprised if he did come back and fight for a title. I think if... Okay, who, who could he come back and fight? Tony Ferguson? Someone like that? We're being realistic here. I mean, fighting Tony Ferguson now shouldn't get you a title shot on a free fight skid for him. But if you're Conor McGregor, it does. Yeah. I think that's the most winnable fight for him. RDA, maybe. Either way. With his if fight. RDA gets the win, there's a backstory there, isn't there? Um, I think he, he could quite conceivably. The problem is, from a fan's point of view, don't like to see him come back fighting for a title, is that every single champion wants to fight him. Because for two reasons. One, they think he's an easy payday and to an easy night at the office it seems from his latest exploits he's not what he was unfortunately but it's just the truth really isn't it um but i i think he i think he will fight for a tile all right all right i like it i like it another one question for you 2022 could we see four simultaneous australian slash Australasian champs at the same time. Kaikara France, Whitaker Adesanya, Volksy, Casey O'Neill, who is kind of Scottish, oh. but also Australian. So Kaikara France, I think flyweight's always up for grabs, isn't it? Mm. I mean, he got a huge win. He's probably next. You've got Askar Askarov knocking around, who I think is going to be the sort of the Makachev flyweight yeah, yeah, not yeah. to pigeonhole Russians <laughs> yeah. he's the Russian of the division <laughs> he's a Russian yeah <laughs> swerve him but he is very good so he's a tough one but I think yeah I think Figgy's going to go up eventually even if he wins or not in a couple of weeks but yeah to get past Moreno not that inconceivable mm. is it Whitaker is he? One of them's gonna be champion. Yeah, they? he so would have thought that's so. That's that one ticked. <laughs> Folksy probably keeps hold of it. Casey O'Neill, what's that then? Flyweight. I believe so. Oh, um, bit soon, but I wouldn't. Mm, she might definitely get a shot because slim pickings, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Tough. Tough one. She wins. I guess British, uh, lose Australian. I basically. guess. I guess you could throw two of Vassar in there as a potential. Yeah, Mark Hunt comes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was the? I can't uh, think of any other. Any others knocking around? Who was the judo bloke who was still fighting when he was like forty-five recently? Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly might make <laughs> a comeback. <laughs> he had like a knee strap on both knees. Yeah, they were gone. I think. Proper. <laughs> Look like he took his shirt off at a barbecue sort of thing, just <laughs> yeah. around the pool. Just there like was that geezer who had a big arrow shaved into his chest. Do you remember him? Australian guy. He- uh, heavyweight bloke. Nah, Brian Ebersole. Remember Brian Ebersole? Oh, he had like a big that. hairy chest and he shaved just like an arrow. <laughs> What's it like? But, yeah. To his belly button or something? What was he pointing at? Just either his face or his knob. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Google it later if you're very bored. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to say no. Sell on that, Joe. Okay. I think, I think there'll be th- two of them. Folksy and uh, I think Whitaker. I think Whitaker beats Adesanya. Unless we see a trilogy come the end of the year. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Likewise, is there going to be a British one? I think we discussed this before, but it's not not so much a question. It's more I'd like to see a good run from a from a British fighter, at least get a crack at a belt and have a chance going into it. I mean, I don't think we any of us really thought. Well, I certainly didn't. That Till had a chance against Woodley in Woodley's form at that time, mm. and that was obviously the last time we saw it. I think we might see, well, we'll definitely see someone get a title shot this year. Leon Edwards looks nailed on. But apart from that, do you see anyone else getting a shot? No, I mean, the thing, the, the couple of bits I've got is I hope Edwards Usman happens. Mm. Uh, you know, Edwards is cursed. Hopefully for like a few months, he won't be this year. Uh, tough to say. I don't know. I don't know if he'll win that or not. Be a tough one, won't it? And with Darren Till, I'm just hoping he can put a couple of wins together. Just have a victorious 20 victorious year calendar year two two wins would do probably uh try and stay healthy that that that'd be ideal yeah all about 2023 for him i think and he's still young ish yeah in his prime um just shows you doesn't it like what a couple of years can do that that that's what we would consider a successful year to get a couple of middling wins but that's just the, the situation he's in you got you can only deal with your hands Deal with the cards you dealt. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Um, I, I'm feel the same. I think I see people like writing him off and stuff, but then you learn that he's done his ACL in the build-up to that Brunson fight. I mean, you can't really. Well, you just can't write anyone off, really, can you? You just no, can't write anyone not. off at this stage of the the sports, I suppose. When Pena, Tashira, and Olives yeah, are man. your champions, you don't write anyone off <laughs> no, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Talking of which, this is my big, big number one. Wish list number cool. one on my wish list. Jose Aldo wins the. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a great story, wouldn't it? It would be fantastic to see. The ultimate write-off, really. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, he's, he's like you say. There's only one. <laughs> it's only one thing really that he's remembered for, isn't it? And that's not winning. Nah, it's awful. I hate it. Yeah, I hate, it. but. I think if he, I think Jan, I think we didn't mention this actually, Jan Sterling as well is being made. Jan probably wins that, doesn't he? And I think one more win for Aldo. And if he fought Jan, and after Jan put a beating on him, if he could somehow yeah, muster yeah. the old Jose and beat Jan and win the belt, I think that'd be, that'd be one of my all-time timers right there. Yeah. No, that would, that would be superb. And it would be... Uh... You know, it'd be fair to him, sort of thing. It would be, it would be nice for him to have that moment. I was, I was kind of thinking, um, always think about out Jose Aldo being at the end of his career. Like, I swear he's still like thirty-one or something. And he's still younger than me. Yeah, by a stretch. <laughs> yeah, which is, it's quite sad. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, a thirty-one-year-old winning a title, a former champ, thirty-one winning a title is like it's, it's believable, isn't it? So, we talk about a write-off, like. Wrote him off at another weight, let alone when he went down to 135. Mm. He looked like death warmed up on his first fight, but he's just he's he's got it dialed in, hasn't he? and he's he's cracked it almost. So I, I don't know. I, I, I fancy him big time as well <laughs> to do it. So we'll see. Joe, any more for the for the year, or will that do you? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's me. That's me. Uh, I think probably yeah. Just to get a few Brits working their way up. Arnold Allen. Maybe this time next year, he might be the um, the Korean zombie or the whoever of this world. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and certainly from a personal point of view, try and get to some some big fights. Hopefully, London, obviously, always a big big if, isn't it? Mm. But we'll try and get down there, and if not, we'll uh, we'll have to, we'll have to if we must go to New York again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, not not a bad second place, I suppose. Nah. Nah, but Joseph, very much enjoyed this. Got, got right stuck into some bits and bobs. Um, we're, we're ramping it up this year, aren't we, Joseph? Yes. We're having it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. I think we this first start, first full year with our new and improved format. Lots of, hopefully, like the world opens up. Ideally, the world opens up a little bit. I think that'll that make a big difference. And uh, I'm look, certainly looking forward to it. How can they find us, Joe? Well, we are on Instagram and Twitter, Mustard MMA, at Mustard MMA. And uh, check out MustardMMA.com as well. For a, You can find everything there. There's a few uh, blog posts on there. Get your links to all your, your different 
podcast providers we're, we're we're about so you'll be able to find us no matter what don't don't you worry about that but uh yeah leave a like and a little comment and all that all that good stuff that would help us out but yeah otherwise thanks for listening bye goodbye <laughs>